Blog Talk Radio. Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at Mike Roth at Roth consulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. I'm here today with Dave Goodwin. We're here today to talk about the positive side of business in Cincinnati. Hopefully we'll give some of you some uh, solutions to your problems, remembering that simple problems usually can take a simple solution. Complex problems unfortunately, but true, we need a complex solution or series of solutions. Thanks for joining us here, Dave. Glad to be here. Dave founded his company, ATC, in 1999. Uh, now, some people, Dave, might not know the name ATC. What does ATC stand for? Advanced Technology Consulting Incorporated. Okay. Dave, uh, in his efforts, helped ATC earn honors for ethical business practices. That's really important. You know, we have a, a rule here in, in, in our consulting practice, it's kind of a strange rule. We have to be honest with every prospect, and we expect them to be honest with us. Second one is we have to have integrity. Well, co- conversations that should be private stay private. Uh, and commitments. We believe in fulfilling the commitments you made, even after the spirit in which you made them is gone. You believe the same way? Absolutely. Good. And we judge companies and people by the commitments they keep, not the ones they make. Absolutely. It's yeah. all about expectation. Right. And that means that there are certain companies that are not so good that I would rather not do business with. Anyway, ethical honors, that's, that's, that's great. You've had rapid growth and excellent customer service. They served on the inaugural Phone Plus Advisory Board. Help us out. What's Phone Plus? Phone Plus, the name has since changed to Channel Partners. We're independent agents, much like an insurance agent. And the the Channel Partners caters to agents, bars, or value-added resellers, resellers and such. And they do a couple different conferences each year, as well as uh, a publication. thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. And you're a frequent speaker, blogger in the telecom industry. Your industry experience came from 10 years with cable and wireless where he won numerous sales awards. Prior to cable and wireless, Dave uh, earned a bachelor's degree in management from Xavier University and went on to pitch in the Chicago Cubs organization. Really? Let's see. A pitcher. Do I not look like one? (laughs) I'm thinking now. I know a guy who also, he's in Sandler in Chicago, was was in the Chicago, I believe the Chicago, Bill Bartlett. You don't know Bill, do you? I'm not familiar with Bill, no. Anyway, after uh, your world of baseball, you got involved in community involvement with, with nonprofits, including one, the Wounded Warrior Project, Matthews 25, Susan G. Coleman for the Cure, and Goodwill. Dave lives with, with his wife, Lori, and three children in Mason, Ohio. 
hell of a background. Thank you. Good company that cable and wireless. It was. It was. Yes. It still is internationally, but well, I don't. It's not in business in the states anymore. No, they since pulled out. Went Chapter Eleven in the United States. Right. Lost a lot of good people, and then so the organization goes. A lot of tears on my part. I was the fifth employee at Cable and Wireless in America. It was, I don't know if you know the whole story. It was founded by a guy named Bill Von Meister. He put a name on the company, TDX Systems. Very familiar. And Bill sold 40% of the company at first to Cable and Wireless, then 100% of it. Then he went on to found other businesses. One of the little ones that he founded later was called AOL. Small. Small fry. He couldn't convince me to leave California and come to work for him at that company. He showed me online gambling in 1980 using Intel 8008 chips in, in terminals. And I said, Bill, no one will pay for this, and it's illegal. <laughs> he made a lot of now money. Now it's a big business. Hey. It's a big legal business. Yes, he was uh, He was ahead of his time. But we grew. I grew. I was fifth employee. We grew the sales of cable and wireless almost to a billion dollars. I guess it was Al Pizer. Did you know Al? Yes, I did. Yep, he was the he was the president when I got there. Yeah, Al. Al and I started together there, and Al said we might come back to uh, Virginia from uh, L.A. And I said no, I I'll be vice president of sales from here in L.A. And he said, let's just look at your employment contract, <laughs> which is what we did. We parted company. It was one of the best things that ever happened. But it was really sad to see it fall apart. It was a great company. Now, let's let's talk about a little bit about what your company does. Because the folks only know ATC and that's a kind of an a, abbreviation or alliteration and what is the segment of the telecommunications industry that you fit into? That's a fair question. We we handle local service, long distance service, uh, all kinds of internet access, be it DSL, cable broadband, T1s, bonded T1s, Ethernet, fiber. So those are all different kinds of Internet access. We also all offer audio, video, and web conferencing. Mm-hmm. And probably the most rapidly growing part of our business right now is voice over IP phone systems, voice over IP. Yeah, that seems to really have picked up over the last five years. I uh, just came from Dayton where we finished uh, an installation, or they were actually finishing it as I left. I think just this week alone we installed 600 voice over IP phones, at three different locations for two different customers. Wow, 600. Yeah. That's not a normal week, but it's a good week. I used to be in the interconnect business, and it was a good week for for us back in L.A. when we put in 60 phones in a week. Right. And, uh, that, that was a different day. In 1989, you found the company on your own? 99. 99. 99. That, that's when you left cable and wireless? Correct. Started there in 90, 1990. Okay, and uh, you're still the exclusive owner of ATC. Uh, there's a, I actually have a. Uh, there's another shareholder of the corporation. His name's Darren DiMartino. He's been with me. He co-founded the company. He's okay. been with me ever since. And he uh, he resides in South Windsor, Connecticut, suburb of Hartford. That's kind of long distance. It is. We got to know each other. Different sales trainings at Cable and Wireless, which should be near and dear to your heart. Sure. Uh, we got that's where we got to know one another, and then there were always annual trips as incentives to sell more, and we were both frequent or regular attendees of those trips, so we got to know each other even better. Okay. Very similar to uh, 
what I did with another fellow named John Kerr doesn't ring a bell for you, does it? It does not. No, John was the senior vice president of uh, marketing and sales for many years at the original cable and wireless. That might have been a bit before yeah, me. Before your time. He, yeah. He left and formed uh, a company in uh, New Hampshire to sell voicemail machines. And he convinced me to do the same thing in L.A. Yeah. Voicemail yeah. now is like a foregone conclusion. Hey. We were selling it as an add-on to pre-existing systems. Yeah. And quickly discovered that was a bad idea and discovered that we were in the phone system business with voicemail. It was... Uh, you probably remember the old Octel voicemail system, oh, right? of course. Yep. Um, does the name Gordon Matthews mean anything to you? That name sounds familiar. Gordon was the actual inventor, copyright holder of voicemail machines. And uh, this is more or less a true story. I'll cut it down for, t for time, but uh, the, the name of the company that Gordon owned was Action Communications, and we sold PDP-11-based torn teletype electronic switching systems with hard disks and computers. So I had sold them a system for a half a million dollars, and so they handed, a, handed me a check for a quarter of a million dollars. I put it in my coat pocket and said to the guys at 3M, thanks very, very much, congratulations, and I wanted to leave. Gordon was leaning back in the chair, and he said, can we do anything else for you? And this purchasing agent manager says, says to us, you know, guys, we're getting tired of our people lying to salespeople. They're saying things like he's not in the office, he's in his manager's office, he's in the cafeteria, in the plant, took a two-week trip to Europe, and it doesn't meet our ethical standards here at 3M. We'd really like to have a way our administrative folks don't have to lie to the purchasing agents. Now, I was a brilliant young guy, and I said to the guy at 3M, that's simple. Just buy everybody an answering machine, because that was the popular device. They were about $500 each. And I said to him, well, how, how many uh, purchasing agents do you have? And it's assistance that you have to cover. He says, 100. Oh. So I said, what is that, $50,000? Mm -hmm. And I had a check in my pocket for 250000 half of the torn paper tape machine. And I said, just, just, just buy 100 answering machines. And he folds his arm and he looks at me and Gordon and says, you know, that's just not good enough. And then good, Gordon stood up and said, well, we can do the whole thing with a PDP-11 computer. We can have it answer the phone, screen the calls, so your administrators don't have to lie to anybody. The guy lit up like a, like a, a red top on the other side of the desk, jumps up out of his chair and says, guys, wait here a minute, I'll be right back. He leaves. After he left, I said to Gordon, what are you talking about? We don't got a machine that does that. And Gordon looks at me and says, Mike, I can do anything with a PDP-11. It seemed like it was a half hour, but it was probably only 15 minutes. The guy comes back with another check for a quarter million dollars, throws it across the desk at us and says, I'll take it. By the way, what should I put on the purchase order? What's it called? Gordon says, voicemail. We took the check, checked it, said, said, congratulations. Kick Gordon under the table so he didn't say anything else, and we left. <laughs> we, 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 the, we were headquartered in Dallas, Texas. We're flying back to Dallas. I said to Gordon, you've never built one of these machines, have you? He said, Mike, no, but I can build anything with a PDP-11. And $250,000 of seed money. Right. I did a little calculation. I said, my head, this thing has got no cost justification. You could do it for 50000 He just gave us a down payment on a half a million. This is the worst deal I've ever sold. And then Gordon says, Mike, this is such a good deal. You're going to have to sell these instead of the torn paper tape thing. 
I said to Gordon, give me half my regular commission up. We get off the plane in Dallas. You can have this. I'm never going to be able to sell one of these. Ten years later in Los Angeles, we're hand-building in IBM XD computers, voicemail machines, and I'm sending royalty checks to Gordon. <laughs> he made a lot of money in that, in that process. Now, in your world, we hear a lot of talk about the cloud for computing and maybe even this voice over IP thing. What does it mean to a normal business here in, in the Cincinnati Dayton marketplace? It can mean a lot of things. Yeah, it's one uh, of those funny funny terms. And, and it's not really new technology. Uh, it's just more It's more wide scale. It's more accepted as, as a household name. There's a greater understanding of it, but essentially the cloud is just using Internet access to get to any kind of application. That application could be Salesforce.com for, for CRM. It could be for voice applications like voice over IP and phone systems. And I, and I think the proliferation of applications that you see on iPhones and Androids and other smartphones, people have gotten to the point where they understand an application. Mm -hmm. And so essentially any application that you can get on your iPhone uh, some form of that is probably out there, so long as there's a good business reason why somebody would want to offer that service to customers. There's enough need. There's enough demand in the market. But there are all kinds of cloud services available today. Some other things that you look to are like business continuity, storage, backup. What do you mean by business continuity? Business continuity, I'll speak to the one that I know the most about, which would be, say, a hosted voice over IP phone system. Essentially, the phone system, you have a phone on your desk, but all the brains are in the cloud of the provider. And they're not in the back room. They're not in the back room. No, you, you'll just have use existing data switches or put in new switches, and then you would just have essentially a router, and that's it. I mean, it just goes in a data rack. It doesn't even, like the one that we did yesterday, big, phone, big uh, opportunity that we were installing yesterday in Cincinnati, and uh, every, there was a phone room where everything used to be, this stuff doesn't even go in the phone room. They had a separate data room, and essentially they just mounted the equipment to the existing racks that were there. But when you say business continuity, we, we talk about disaster recovery and the ability to keep your phones working even if you were to lose power or have something go wrong in your physical location. Your, your callers would still be able to get the voicemail and get the cell phones and such. Okay, Dave, let's take a, a short break, and we'll be back in a moment. In the telecommunications marketplace, the pace of technology innovation and the proliferation of new services have created an unprecedented level of complexity and confusion. At ATC, we remove all the complexities and act as your single source for selecting, procuring, and managing your telecom services. As a result of aligning our customers with best-in-class providers and streamlining key processes, our customers typically realize an average savings of 30%. With ATC, your savings go beyond dollars and cents to deliver business value on multiple levels. As an example, when services are proposed directly by the carrier, they have no choice but to position their product in a way that makes it look perfect for your needs, even when it isn't. Keeping abreast of the technologies, services, players, and rates in the marketplace is a full-time job. At ATC, we completely handle that job so you can get back to yours. Our team of industry specialists, our relationships with more than 50 service providers and our negotiation expertise make us your one-stop resource for cost-effective telecom solutions. Today, there are more carriers and service providers to choose from than ever before, and each excels in their own distinct way based on their target customer. 
Whether it's hosted or premise-based VoIP phone systems or a nationwide MPLS data network or traditional technologies such as local, long-distance, internet, or audio web conferencing, ATC's carrier-neutral model ensures that you are paired with the best providers for your business. We work with our strategic partners to help you with every aspect of setup and implementation all the way down to the wiring and data cable installation. A trusted partner meets your expectations and adds value whenever possible. Our industry know-how and unmatched commitment to customer satisfaction uniquely enable us to do both. ATC agents are skilled advisors and adept at problem solving, all with the end goal of delivering real savings to your business. Whether you need help with strategic technology decisions or executing an office move, you can count on ATC for a solution. Given the complexities of today's market, working with ATC to assist with the selection, procurement, and management of your telecom services has widespread advantages. Regardless of your needs, ATC can help you get the most out of your telecom investment. And at the breakneck pace of modern business, having the best telecom solutions in place can be a determining factor in differentiating your organization and staying competitive. If you haven't already contacted ATC and you are considering entering into a new telecom agreement, have us review your contract offers before you commit. We will evaluate your contract against a variety of industry benchmarks and provide our feedback to you within 72 hours, no strings attached. Because we negotiate new agreements each and every day, we are uniquely positioned to ensure that your company receives the best possible contract available in the marketplace. Before you execute that new long-term agreement, contact our team of experts today and gain some peace of mind. Well, this is Mike Roth, and we're back with Dave Goodwin. And we were talking about uh, the cloud before, uh, an interesting term. Uh, Dave, I, I wanted to ask you this question. What should someone look for in a cloud-based telephony vendor? It seems like there are a lot of people that have jumped into the market over the last few years, as well as some of the uh, traditional vendors with products and services. And I know I've seen some terribly good systems, and I've seen some poor implementations. What should a, a CEO like yourself who's not in the telecommunications industry actually be looking for? Uh, I mean, it starts off with what are, what are the objectives? What, do you, what are you replacing? What are you trying to accomplish? Certainly what's in your budget. But so, some, uh, some important foods for thought are things like what, do you have a particular manufacturer do you like? Do you like Polycom? Do you like Mitel? Do you like Cisco? And, and do you like Shortel? And there are a host of others. That's a good question. In the old days, the differentials between the, the product lines of various vendors were short on differentiation. Maybe it had a different color plastic, different number of buttons, different number of lines of LCD or no LCD. What should people know about the difference between the vendors you talked about? A lot of it comes down to what, what are your own needs because Certain providers, certain manufacturers will cater to certain segments and do a better job. But really what it comes down to, if you're looking at premise-based solutions, mm -hmm. depending upon how large you are, you know, SMBs or small and medium-sized businesses might cater more to, say, someone like a Shortel. Uh, middle of the market might still be Shortel, but you might start to see Cisco getting in there, as well as maybe Avaya and Mitel. And then as you move up to the higher end or higher application or higher volume of handsets, larger companies will frequently go to uh, 
you know, they'll, they'll still look at Shortel, they'll look at Cisco, they'll look at Avaya. Mitel gets some looks too. But really, when you get throughout, they're they're fairly similar. You know, in terms of what they can do, the features and the benefits and the functionality, they all can do a lot more than, than phone systems, say, or 10 or 15 years ago. For someone who's listening, who's got a 10-year-old phone system, what are the kinds of missing functionality that he would get by going to a cloud-based voice over IP system? That's a fantastic question. Let's say some company has 10 locations. Right now they have 10 different, then they're not networked together. If they were networked together, then it gets very expensive and a cloud-based phone system would become incredibly cost-effective, okay? Not to mention you're not going to sacrifice any features of functionality you're going to gain. So you're talking about more for less, considerably less. But in, in the case of the 10 location example that I gave, you might take 10 different locations, 10 different phone systems all acting independently, and on top of that, you're looking at 10 different receptionists maybe answering the phones. Yeah. So one great opportunity would be that in a cloud-based scenario where you have an interface on your computer, that one receptionist could see all of the people at all the locations and know whether they're on the phone, out of the office, if they're in do not disturb mode or whatever the case may be. So you can eliminate some staff or potentially put that staff to you know use in other capacities. So what you're saying is one one receptionist in one location, not necessarily central, could see two, three, or five, or even ten locations, and a call would come in, and she would have a screen pop up so she would know to say, this is Mercedes-Benz of Westchester or Mercedes-Benz of Cincinnati. Absolutely, and be able to direct the call not only to the appropriate location, but potentially even the appropriate skill set. Like, is it a service call? Is it a sales call? Is it an administration call? Goes to parts. Absolutely. Okay. So you'd be saving uh, the cost of one receptionist times the number of locations you could tie together with the same system. In this case, you no longer need nine receptionists. Yeah, that would be fantastic. What what, what else could people get by going to a cloud-based solution in telephony? You can expect, and almost regardless of which solution you go to, you get voicemail to email. Okay, so somebody calls into your phone, you don't answer, and it leaves they leave a voicemail, and they, it's stored in an audio file, whether it's an MP3 file or a WAV file, mm-hmm. and then it's sent as an email to your inbox with the attachment of that audio file. So for all those people out there on the road a lot using smartphones, instead of having to call into the office, you can just go to your, your BlackBerry, your iPhone, your Android, or whatever, and play your uh, play your voicemail right from there, which makes it great for sending it to other people, broadcasting it, so on and so forth. Okay, so that's that's one of the ways that a voicemail message uh, <laughs> proliferates. Yes, you got to be careful. Like, <laughs> it's like, like being in writing; it, it can be it can be played and stored everywhere. So and that message comes up, maybe like the thing that happened to Alec Baldwin. The voicemail message was in a wave file. Mm-hmm. And his daughter got it, and she could forward it to me or you. Or anyone. Or load it on the Internet. Or put it on a website. Yes, absolutely. Any one of the networks could play it back. Right. So that that, that would be, obviously, on on the downside. The positive side is that you can get that message, say it were from a customer or someone in need. You can get that message to lots of different people or a specific person and be able to do it all. You know, uh, I wouldn't advocate doing it, obviously, in the car, but... 
from the side of the road, from a hotel lobby, from from yeah. another office, well, you for lunch or wherever. Coffee, you could you could actually scroll through the voicemail messages. One of the other things that people like a lot are, is a follow me, uh, find me, follow me service. If you're an executive that's on the road Explain a lot, that because a lot I of will. people don't know those terms. Absolutely. Uh, if you're an executive that's on the road a lot, or you're a salesperson that's on the road a lot, what it allows you to do is there are two different types. Uh, one would be simultaneous ring, which means simultaneously it would ring every phone number that you have programmed in the system. So if you wanted it to ring your ring your office, your home office, your cell phone, and your lake house all at the same time. It could do that simultaneously. So essentially, any call that comes in for you, you can get at any time, anywhere in the world. So it bridges the ringing across all of the correct phone numbers. And then the other, the phone so, numbers that you physically enter in. Right. So okay. how does it know to send the audio stream? I answer the, the phone on the third ring in my car. The but, connection is then to your cell phone. But my voicemail in the office and my desk answers on the second ring. What happens? You wouldn't have it set up to do that. No. What no. I do? Uh, you can. You, you can. You have the option to uh, program the number of rings that you want. Okay. So instead of, I mean, if you had it programmed for two rings, you, you're not really going to be able to send it out very often. But again. If you have it for two rings in your office, well, it's giving you two rings everywhere else, too. So you still have the same chance, but you can answer it from any destination that you have in the system for locating so the first yourself. the one that I actually answer on is where the, the voice call is going to be routed. That's correct. And the other three would be dropped. That's correct. The other kind, that, that simultaneous ring, the other kind of find, find me, follow me is the uh, sequential ring. Where, And the way mine is set up today is you call into my what's called DID, direct inward dial number. Mm -hmm. It's not into the main number. It's my number to get to me. Right. You call that number. It's like this telephone number here. This is your direct number. You're exactly right. That's it. If you like. Call them on 513 323 1122. And if I'm not in the office, Mm -hmm. after four rings, that'll immediately, the system will try to locate me. The caller has the option to press one and leave voicemail. So if they don't want to wait, they don't have to wait, they can leave me a voicemail. But if they want to get a hold of me, they wait, and then the phone, and then the uh, system will locate me. I only have my cell phone programmed in as a secondary number, mm-hmm. so it tries my desk, rings four times, tries my cell phone. If I don't answer in four times, it kicks back to my office phone, mm-hmm. leaves the voicemail there, and then it sends send as that wave file to my inbox, and I can listen to it there. Could it go to a third location there? Absolutely, or even a fourth. Uh, most will do three, four, or five. Okay, so it could really follow you if you don't answer it at your desk and you don't answer it at your car and you're at your late cabin, it'll ring at your late cabin. Absolutely. If I have that number pre-programmed in, yes, that would be the next. And you can put them in any order you want. It doesn't have to be cell phone second. That's just the most common. Okay, okay. That's pretty good. Why don't we take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to ask Dave some some other questions. Let's listen to a... uh, Hi, this is Bill McCreary with Sandler Training, and I'm here today to talk to you about Sandler Rule number seven, which says, 
you don't have to like prospecting. You just have to do it. In fact, show me a salesperson that says they like making cold calls, and I'll show you someone that's probably never made any. If you think about it, when people say they're okay making cold calls or prospecting, what it really means is I'm okay prospecting in order to meet my objectives. Now, as I say that, I picture the salesperson dialing the telephone hoping no one will pick up the phone or the person driving around the business park for an hour trying to muster up the courage to talk to some stranger. Fair to say those are the wrong objectives. And ironically, whether you make calls or whether you don't make calls, you're still going to feel pressure. The second part there it means that there's now going to be some income crisis, which means it's difficult to sleep at night. Simply think as prospecting as simply the act of finding new prospects. Very much like being part of a Coast Guard search and rescue team who's looking for a, a small raft of, of shipwreck survivors on a vast ocean. As they search, it'll be a long and arduous and difficult process. It may take hours, but they don't abandon the cause. In fact, as they search, they'll see objects in the ocean that'll serve as a distraction, other ships. That's likely to happen with you. When you're prospecting, know that there will also be distractions, people who aren't prospects for you, who, if you're not careful, will prevent you from making your calls. And your goal is to simply separate those people who are suspects from your true prospects. Just know that you'll encounter people every day that aren't prospects for you. In fact, most of the people that you call will be either unwilling or unable to buy your product or service on any given day. Think of cold calling as a, a selection process. In fact, next time you make calls, pretend that you're a fisherman casting a net. You must begin to cast your net with a consistency that borders on obsession. After all, that's your job. back here with Dave Goodwin. We're talking about uh, cloud-based telephony and other cloud applications. Uh, during the break, Dave and I were talking about the issue of business continuity or, or backup. Disaster recovery. Disaster yep. recovery. What's the difference with a between a premises-based uh, telephony system and a cloud-based system? You know, because if the premises-based system blows a power supply, you're down until your vendor comes out with a new power supply. What happens in a cloud-based system? In the cloud-based system, what happens is the caller, someone that's calling you, a customer from anywhere, be it local or long distance, the call comes into the cloud. The cloud tries to terminate the call into your facility, realizes because the power's out that there are, there's no accessibility there, and then maintains that call in the cloud, lets it ring its normal three, four, five times, whatever you have it preset to, and then from there it's going to make a determination, is this customer a find me, follow me customer, which is already pre-programmed, I mean it's pre-populated. Mm -hmm. And so the system, if you, if you are one of those kinds of customers, is now going to try to send it to your cell phone, and if you're not a find me, follow me customer, then it's just going to hold that voicemail, it's going to capture the voicemail, hold it in the cloud for you to retrieve at a future date. So essentially what happens in a cloud-based world is you never miss a phone call. You might not get it real time because your power is out 
and you don't have you don't have access to the phones because they're not working. However, the but call is not lost. But it could go to people's cell phones. Absolutely. And, and in those cases of like where we had the windstorms, yeah, that's exactly how we had ours set up. We never missed a call. Never missed a call. What happens if the, uh, the data center, the cloud where the uh, the central computer brain for the phone system is, where I assume you have multiple clients running on the same shared system. What happens if that place has a, uh, a power defect, flood, a guy hits a power pole? That's where they're different than the normal business. Part of their business plan is that they're going to be they're going to have a backup location. They may have as many as six, seven, ten different backup locations. So if any one location were to experience a fire, an explosion, an earthquake, or something, yeah. where none if of we had one like at, at, at the Rumpke place. Yes, if you happen okay, to have one a, right there in St. Bernard, like a nice two alarm fire that melts the uh, the telephone infrastructure that's shared yeah. for six, ten, twenty clients, what happens to their telephone? Automatically filled over to a different data center. So it rolls over to a different central brain. Right. And so they take the, because they have lots of customers that they're catering to, there's the cost justification of having another data center or multiple data centers. For an individual customer, small to medium-sized business, maybe even a large business, it's almost cost prohibitive. You no, have to look insane. at it's right. You look at how many times is that going to happen? Once every two years, once every five years, and you have to make a determination: is it worth to, worth it to pay every single month? Yeah, I, I can afford the, to be down for twenty four hours. I don't like it, but I can afford it. And are you really down because you have battery backup and you may be able to do some programming changes and so forth? But you're probably not going to go through that expense, whereas somebody offering that service has to go through that expense. Right. Right. Uh, and the odds of them going down are a lot less than you anyway because they have special fire retardation equipment. They get they have alarms that hit everything sooner. They're staffed with people that are going to immediately be able to, to, to resolve uh, matters. And they have backup generators and backup battery. And they, have, they have things you're not going to have at an individual customer site. So these are the uh, large-scale data centers. Correct. Yeah, I've been through uh, the old... Uh, CompuServe uh, Center up in uh, Columbus, where they're populating a, uh, a server farm up there. If you've ever been there, it's nothing like you see on a customer site. I mean, if you're a Fortune 500, 1,000 company, maybe you have something nothing, like that. Nothing like that CompuServe no. site. Two separate AC runs from the power company, two separate telephony runs, two separate uh, diesel generators, 5,000 gallons of diesel fuel in big tanks. Three generators. Coming in different sides of the building. Right. So one one idiot. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. Sorry. <laughs> one person that gets out of control. Thank you. Out of control is not going to take the data center out. Unbelievable security to get in there. You know, I had to show my driver's license, uh, hand scan, man trap, uh, going between two doors so that they could let you in and trap you. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to be on video camera. So yeah, yeah. whole video the whole time. Yeah. Air conditioning, three systems. Uh, Always at 60 degrees. Yeah, it was cold in there. <laughs> yeah. It really was cold in there, Dave. Uh, let's talk for a second about the uh, the awards that your company has won. Well, uh, going back to your, your uh, reference to ethics and integrity, Right. one of the ones we're most proud of is we won the uh, Torch Award with the Better Business Bureau. Oh, the Better Business Bureau. Mm-hmm. And their torch award is for marketplace ethics, and uh, 
you know, we were we were a winner. We were finalists early on, and then we didn't qualify one year, and then uh, we came back and, and we were a winner. I think the third year that we applied. What's the criteria for uh, winning the Torch Award? It's it, it's somewhat grueling. Grueling. As you can ask my team that had to spend the majority of the time, and in the conferences we had over it, it's an extensive. I mean, that you go. To pass winners usually will help out talking about filling out the application, uh, things that they've done to position their companies, things that are that are important in terms of people that have done well well uh, applying for that award in the past. And there are just lots of different references, testimonials, customer examples where you did well, customer examples where you didn't do well. It, it, it's very extensive. So it's more than the simple, uh, let's look at all the people who have A-plus Better Business Bureau ratings. It is it's the most uh it was the most grueling application that we filled out but i think they want it that way yeah uh, we went through uh a similar not quite the same uh process with the Bennett business bureau to get the rotary foundation of cincinnati accredited as a fully compliant charitable organization probably took the better part of a year what other awards has your company won? Uh, let's see. With the uh, Chamber, there was the um, Small Business Award with okay. the Chamber, the uh, Greater Cincinnati Regional Chamber. Okay. Uh, we've won the Fast 55, I think, a couple times with uh, the Business Courier, mm -hmm. which is just the fastest 55 privately held, uh, fastest growing companies here in the Greater Cincinnati area. At least people who want to talk about it. Right. You're You're right about that. Uh, and as a small company, we welcome those opportunities for, sure. for, for the recognition. Uh, so you're and, a member of the Cincinnati Chamber. Correct. What other chambers do you remember? Uh, as a result of that, we're also a member of the Northeast mm -hmm. Cincinnati Chamber, right. which is like Mason, Landon area. Right. You're uh, not a member of the, of the Northern Kentucky Chamber. We are not. I like to describe this marketplace as uh, a series of small towns, Masquerading as a city, but separated by a river that's 350 miles wide. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're just different mindsets in different places, whether you're going north, south, east, or west. And uh, let's see, the last award would be Cincy Business Magazine. Okay. They do, uh, the name is is escaping me, but uh, this is. the busy Athena Award, but you have to be female. I, I understand that. No, we didn't do, I didn't do well in that one, no. Uh, but they have their, uh, oh, Business Excellence Award. Business Excellence Award. Yes, and uh, as a matter of fact, that's next, I believe it's next Tuesday or Thursday that they're hosting that at the Sharonville Convention Center, which they've redone, and I've heard it's really, really nice. I haven't, I haven't been, there been there yet. There yet. I, I'm, that, isn't that the one on the 24th? I believe you're right. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm gerrymandering my schedule so that I don't, don't have to train up in Columbus, and get over to that award. Haven't seen Eric Harmon in a while. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, he is. Uh, while we're talking about things that are coming up, I might as well talk about the Claremont County Business Expo. That's uh, next Tuesday, the 17th, uh, from uh, 11 to, uh, I guess, 1. They have, uh, I guess, Mike LaRosa. Uh, from La Rosa's doing a, uh, a luncheon talk, and they're doing a, uh, a chamber expo, probably about 115 
uh, different companies, including mine. So if you want to get to see me, ask me to autograph a Sandler book that we're giving away, stop by our booth at uh, we're going to straight shows up at the Oasis in Loveland. And uh, that's going to be a, a really big event. I guess around 4 o'clock they're going to do a taste of Claremont County where they're going to bring in about 20 restaurants and you can taste the best of Claremont County food. So you'll be there all day? I'll be there almost all day. I'll be there Monday setting up. So uh, you don't want to stop at my booth unless you really want to grow sales. Uh, I don't have to talk to anybody. Uh, Let's see. I'll I'll mention that uh, Sandler's new book, The 11 Success Principles, uh, will be available uh, on the 17th of April at Amazon.com. We expect it to be another bestseller, number one, just like the 49 Rules book. And uh, I think what we should do here, Dave, is take a short break, and uh, we'll be back in about a minute. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. You've heard our commercials about sales and sales management, but you haven't made the call for some reason. Maybe you're having your best year ever. Maybe you think a sales development company won't work in your industry. You're different. I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Maybe you're afraid that if you called, you'd buy something. If you're happy with all your sales and profits and believe you have all the answers or simply don't see yourself investing in yourself or your people, then don't make the call. We have nothing for you. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, mentoring, business owners, and sales professionals who are serious about their careers. So if you believe that Sandler Sales Training might make you better, faster, meaner, and stronger, call me at 513-646-6523 or register for our next open house. Roth & Associates, the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. You can check us at www.rothconsulting.net. Well, we're back here with uh, with Dave Goodwin. Let's see. Dave, why don't you tell me about, tell the folks how you go to market. How does, how would someone find you or you find them? How does that work? Great shows like this. Okay. Uh, we we brand, rebranded ourselves about uh, five years ago, six years ago or so. So there's a lot of consistency we've, in terms of business cards and literature and website, we've gotten some good instruction for some outside consultants that expert uh, that that specialize in the area. Uh, it's really just a variety of activity. We go where the decision makers are. Um, we also do some some things on like LinkedIn. Uh, we hit a lot of different events, awards, banquets, and stuff. Again, just relating back to where the decision makers are. But the most important thing that that, that we do is take care of our customers because. They end up being very, very good referral sources or testimonials for us. So, what percentage of your business comes from uh, referrals? Ninety, ninety, maybe higher, but I don't, want, I don't want to go higher than that. But maybe ninety percent. So you don't do much uh, radio advertising, magazine, print. What we do do is we have uh, several different companies that are in the IT space but not necessarily specializing in our, our our silo of telecommunications. Mm-hmm. And as they try to maybe keep competition out or maybe they uh, want to offer a more turnkey solution to their customer or they're looking for us to help the customer save money to justify whatever it is they're selling, 
Uh, we do get a lot of people in the IT space that will send us business because they know that they can bring us in. We're not going to try to steal any business from them and that we're going to do a good job taking care of their customers. Yeah, we've had a couple of people in the IT space that looked at getting into things like selling the Cisco voice over IP phone system, and that project just didn't go anywhere, and they, they found a partner. Uh, how many uh, business development people do you have in your company? In uh, Cincinnati, we would have myself and uh, two others, so three of us in uh, in Cincinnati. In Hartford, we would have uh, two, and then we probably have about 18 to 20 different sub-agents that will come to us to use our contracts and write business through us. Okay. So I'll total a little over 20. Let's take a short break here, and then let's, let's talk about that uh, idea of contracts and uh, aggregation. Fair? Sounds good. Good. What is this, and why are we being charged for it? You'd rather be growing your business than trying to make sense of your telecommunications. Let ATC sort it all out for you, so you can focus your attention on the core of your business. Visit the number 4, ATC.com. Hi, I'm Mike Roth, founder and president of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. You've been listening to me talk about sales, growth, and development for years. Now, listen to what my clients have to say. Hi, Southwest Ohio. I'm Erlen Russell, president and founder of Erlen Russell Associates. Six years ago, when I started my own business as a manufacturer's rep, it was obvious that I knew nothing about sales and that if I was going to be successful, I had the critical need to get a comprehensive sales system. I then attended an open house session at Sandler Training by Mike Roth & Associates. The rest is history, and thanks, Mike, for helping me be a success. This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. You've heard what my clients have to say. To find out more about Sandler Training and how it might grow your business, contact us at 513-646-6523 or visit us at www.rothconsulting.net. Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. With so many telecommunications options for your business, how do you know which services and providers are right for you? ATC can help you decide the best telecommunication services for your business while saving you money. ATC, making communication easy. Well, we're back here with Dave Goodwin. This is Mike Roth. Uh, Dave, let's talk about that last point that you, you touched, contracts. Uh, and, and I mentioned the word aggregation, which means bringing together many users. Uh, tell us about how that works for you as ATC and, and your end-user clients. Well, the benefit to the end-user client, and even to us, is our ability to write a lot of volume, because instead of a customer trying to negotiate with their own volume, mm-hmm. it allows us to somewhat aggregate, uh, not that we're producing a bill or anything for the customer. I mean, the carriers will still bill the customer directly, but they know that we might be bringing 10, 15, 50 different customers to them. So instead of a customer, you know, if you're just looking at the, because the math is easy, a $51,000 a month customers, mm-hmm. okay, by themselves, in and of themselves, they're a $1,000 customer. Most of the big carriers aren't even going to, like, sniff at that, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, I need one T1, right, whatever. two T1s, I mean, I, yeah. I'm small fry. Uh, uh, yeah, and you're going to get small fry type service from them, as mm-hmm. opposed to us that are bringing 50 of those or $50,000 of monthly revenue to that same provider who's going to give us access to a little bit greater resources. Uh, We're going to have escalation lists that allow us to get problems resolved in a more expeditious manner. 
the customer is going to be able to outsource that and outsource outsource that to us and count on the fact that we're going to be able to get things done quicker simply because the, the, the carrier or the provider is typically going to cater a little bit better. So you actually have your own customer service department? Absolutely. E- each individual business development manager is going to manage their customer base. So the same in, in, in our world, the way our culture and our model is built, the c- same customer that's proposing to you uh, the, the services that you might want to be looking at is the same one that's going to be involved with deploying those services or installing those services, and it's going to be the same one providing uh, the post-sales customer support. It just provides continuity throughout. It's a much more pleasurable experience for the customer. Okay. So if someone want, uh, needs to add 10 telephones, another another location, it's the same team that they dealt with to put it in in the first place? First name basis. First already name know basis. what you have. Already know the extent of the contract. Uh, it's typically not, sometimes it's not even a phone conversation. Somebody might just shoot us an email saying, here's what I need you to take care of, and we send them one back when the matter's resolved. What do you see as the opportunities in the marketplace for this cloud computing going maybe beyond uh, voice over IP technology? Where's the marketplace going? Uh, except for maybe your your biggest companies that have IT staffs, I think what you're going to see is people are going to do what they do best. They're going to try to focus on their core competencies, quit trying to have all this equipment and all these people in-house to take care of it, and start outsourcing that stuff or hosting or or using cloud-based services and applications so that they can spend more time focusing on their business. So when they have outside salespeople with uh, CRM, they'll be able to connect that. Absolutely. Everybody will be able to dial in remotely. Why have it on site where you have to take care of it, update it? You have software upgrades, firmware upgrades. you got to have the knowledge and expertise and if you're worried about like turnover, you know your IT manager, if that's who's handling it, may turn over. In a cloud-based world, you're just making a phone call and asking for, you know, making a request to make what about, changes. What about the client that really wants to record all of their calls? No problem for training purposes, mm-hmm. but for review purposes as well. Not every provider offers it. Um, But that's a part of our job when we're finding the right solution for customers is to make sure if that's important, if that's paramount, that we're only bringing providers or solutions to the table that would incorporate call recording. Call recording is a critical thing that we're using in in sales training right now, finding out what the best telemarketers are saying as opposed to the worst. And the metrics that you can garner from that. Yeah, yeah. We do a, a cold call camp a couple of times a year. We have one coming up on... April 25th, uh, if you're interested in that, you can give me a call at 513-753-9400. We'll speak to Carmen. We'll tell you what, what happens there. But we actually do make live cold calls during that program, and people uh, will talk to about 50% of the people they dial. Now, when you look at the metrics, you take the high performers or the achievers, and you, can, you find that they're doing all the same things. Same, roughly the same number of calls, roughly the same average call length, roughly the same closing ratio, and so on and so and forth. You look at the bottom, the bottom third, and I'm telling you, it's really. I've listened to these on Friday mornings to one of our classes, where we actually play back uh, telesales calls, and it's a pleasure to listen to the good guys and ladies, and it's really grinding to have to listen to the ones that go way off script. And they start begging. A salesperson who begs just probably isn't selling. 
before we run out of time, I did want to mention to our listeners what we have coming up uh, tomorrow, the 13th. We have uh, John Caro from Employers Choice Plus. They're a uh, a they started out as an employee leasing company or a, a professional employer organization. Today, they're a business services advisor and they're a payroll company as well as being an MCO, managed care organization. Uh, next week, we have uh, Jim Semino from Executive Search. He is the CEO of the uh, largest recruiting company, executive recruiting company here in, in the Cincinnati Dayton Marketplace. And he's going to be talking about business strategies, which are different to allow a company to grow dramatically, take advantage of what's happening in the economy. Uh, on Friday, we're going to, the 20th, we'll have Kevin Alleman, who is uh, the master franchisee of System 4. That's a commercial janitorial company. Uh, the 27th, we'll have Brian Wielhauser from Decal Impressions. Uh, they make signs, and he's been exceptionally successful. May 3rd is... Uh, Mark Battaglia from Thinkline. They're a marketing company. And uh, their story is all about how to get a guaranteed return on investment for your marketing dollars. Most people don't have any idea of how to measure marketing dollars. Uh, Friday, the 4th of May, we'll have uh, Peter Wenzel from uh, Data General. They're in the, uh, the barcoding business and they make barcode labels that don't fall off of test tubes for DNA testing when they freeze them or they put them in a centrifuge. Peter will tell us all about that. He's actually the patent holder. Uh, but back to back to your situation, uh, Dave, at uh, ATC. What is the most important thing in, in the couple of minutes we have left that a prospective client should be looking for from a vendor of cloud-based voice over IP? See, reliability, stability, price, features, functionality. Some people, it's just the look and the feel of the phone. Literally, people just don't like the way some look, and they like the way others look. How many different brands of phones do you sell? Uh, we probably sell maybe, without counting them individually, probably eight different ones now. Eight different eight manufacturers. Different. Uh, not eight different manufacturers, but re rather eight different providers. And a provider would be potentially a manufacturer like Shortel sure. or Cisco. Right. Uh, but there are hosted providers like maybe Fusion, Star to Star, Cincinnati Bell has an eMERGE product that is uh, hosted voice over IP, which is just cloud-based enough. Uh, hosted. Confusing name, that eMERGE. Yeah, yes, it is. It falls underneath their Evolve umbrella. But hosted, a hosted phone system is essentially the same thing as a cloud-based phone system. Okay. And so those would be different examples of different providers, and then they would have phones or handsets that would be Polycom, Shortel, Cisco, and so on. Right. And I've heard uh, good stories about some and terrible stories about others. If you've heard terrible stories, my guess is that they would have been, in the voiceover IP world, they would have been five years, five years or so ago or older. Anything in the last three to five years, if it's not working correctly, if it's not working well for you, then you, you have a problem with either bandwidth 
or maybe just someone that didn't know what they were doing. Yeah, well, I think the selection of the right vendor and then the right equipment is, is critical because I think you don't want to do what one of my clients had to do, change telephone systems three or four times in a two-year period of time. The average life of a phone system is 8 to 12 years. So, yeah, no one wants to pull it out in the first three to six months. So, Dave, if someone wants to get a hold of you to answer these questions, give us your cell phone number and your email address. My cell phone number is 513-623-2100, and my email address is dgoodwin, first initial, last name, D-G-O-O-D-W-I-N, at the number 4ATC.com. Great, Dave. Thanks for Spending some time with us, Scott, take it away. Thanks for listening. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400.